with the signing of Gardner, was it was it a priority to bring in Gardner? Did you have other options at quarterback? Yeah, no, I mean, we did our due diligence on all the quarterbacks um, in free agency, but, uh, you know, obviously I was around Gardner for the last two years and uh, got a ton of respect for him as a player uh, and as a person, so really excited to add him to the roster. What, what is it about him and the way he approaches the game that, I just think he, he has a great natural feel for seeing the game and processes information very quickly. Um, just when you talk to him in the meetings and then when he goes on the practice field and the way he sees it and, and throws it to the right guy. I mean, that's part of the, the thing, you know, throw it to the right guy and know where to go with the football at the right time, and uh, that's what he does. You talked about combine and you just started to dig into personnel. Now that you've had more time. Yeah. Where do you see this team? you get really familiar with Yeah, no, I think there's some good pieces in place. Obviously, trying to add pieces um, as much as we can, um, obviously with free agency and then going into the draft. But, you know, feel good about the offensive line, um, the receivers with Pittman and Pierce and re-signing Ash and Doolin and getting Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo. Uh, feel good there. And then the backs with Taylor and Moss uh, and then the tight ends with, you know, Woods uh, and those guys. So I uh, feel good there. And then defensively, still digging into the defensive guys with Gus. Um, but defense played really good last year, you know, being in Philly last year and then going against those guys. They gave us, you know, problems last year. It was a close game. Um, so they play hard. They play tough. They're physical and uh, excited to be a part of it. Do you like the line, the goal line? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, there's some pieces there. Obviously, we want to add to some, you know, add some pieces there as well. Uh, just like we do with every position, you know what I mean. You're always trying to do your due diligence and trying. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this Chris has had, and the, the organization has kind of had a, a free agency philosophy. You know, it's kind of ease into it, not necessarily make the big headline moves. Uh, you were also an organization last year that has been very, very aggressive mm -hmm. in, of late in the off season. Just how have you kind of observed, what have you observed about the way uh, the Colts do for agency and as opposed, you know, sort of backfilling the roster? Again, yeah, it's still early. I've been, you know, just two two weeks into free agency and just uh, being a part of it, you know, just the guys we signed, feel good about the guys we signed with Samson and Taven and, and Matt Gay, the kicker, and Isaiah and Gardner. So feel good about those signings. Um, again, we're still doing our due diligence on all those things and then uh, get ready for the draft. So huge opportunity for the team obviously you know that quarterback to reboot that situation potentially um just what's been your approach to to scouting these quarterbacks uh what have your takeaways been just can you kind of give us an overview of, of just that process yeah i mean i obviously you got to do your due diligence on all positions uh, especially the quarterback we know how important that position is uh in this league so really still going through that process right now uh watching the tape you know get a chance to talk to these guys uh, and then we go from there but again you know if there's a perfect method to the quarterback and picking the right one everyone would have really good <laughs> quarterback so uh, there's not a perfect method for it uh, like I said if everyone had the answer to that uh, it'd be it'd be nice so but you got to do your due diligence on those guys uh, and, and try to find the best one you guys well before you got there the veteran quarterback route there's a lot of fatigue within the organization of that right you know the story does that feel like it's closed with Gardner signing? Is it? Does it feel like the rookie is is most likely the play, or where are you guys at with that? Again, we're doing our due diligence on everything. I mean, you just never know how this thing will play out with the draft and going into the season. I I don't have a perfect answer for you, but again, we feel good about the signing of Gardner, and we'll go from there. Did you sign Gardner with the intent to 
like, assuming that he'll probably start early while you're waiting. For like I said, I'm not going to make any, you know, hypotheticals whether he's a starter or whatever. We're just <laughs> going to go through the process. He's coming in to compete, and that's where it's at. Shane, curious, uh, Brian Johnson, uh, yeah. new Eagles offense coordinator. He worked with him closely for two years. Yeah. What, what should Eagles fans know about him since he's been a little bit behind the scenes? And what do you think makes him ready for the job you have? Uh, very detailed, very intelligent, very smart. Um, sees the game really well. You know, former quarterback, played the position. I always think that helps to get that perspective from a quarterback's perspective. Um, Fast thinker, fast processor. Uh, I think he's going to do a hell of a job there. Obviously, Jalen's a hard worker, and the success he's had is, is because of that. But Brian is also part of it. What have you seen with him working with Jalen that you think really, you know, helped Jalen improve from Brian's coaching perspective? Yeah, no, I think just the details and the fundamentals that Brian went through uh, in the meetings and on the practice field and the individual stuff to get him ready to play every week. Um, just being on the same page, obviously, with the quarterback and having that relationship is big. Uh, and now that he's in the coordinator role, uh, I think it's going to be awesome for him. Back in the city of the Super Bowl, curious, when you think back to that game, now that you have a few months of hindsight, what do you think about when you think about it? Wish we would have won it. I mean, that's, that's it. Working, working with Jalen and all the stuff you guys did with him from a running standpoint, did that – do you – if you were looking at a, your prototypical quarterback, would they have the running ability? Like, do you need to have a quarterback who's who's going to run? Not, not necessarily. I mean, again, quarterbacks come in all shapes and sizes and have different athletic abilities, whether it's running or throwing. You know, uh, does it add to it? Yeah, when you can run, yeah. But there's also guys that are pure drop back, you know, pocket passers that are, you know, some of the best to ever do it with Peyton and Tom Brady. And so um, – isn't an added bonus when they can run? Yeah, but it's not the end-all, be-all to where it's like, oh, I need a guy that can run, you know? So. So, so, so basically, when people say, like, this person fits Shane's system because they're a runner or that, mm -hmm. that's probably a mistake. Yeah, I think uh, you fit the system around the guy that's playing. Yep. That, was, that was what I was going to ask. I mean, it yeah. sounds like that's a, like a bedrock of what you believe in. Is that fair to say? Is that too... You, Absolutely. You cater to the to players. Yeah, I think you. I think as a coach, you have to do that. I think you don't. You you know, you got to do a great job of putting these guys in position to maximize their potential, uh, so they can shine on Sunday. So, well, that's our job as coaches to figure that out, what they do well, and put them in position to make plays. It's been a couple months now since you had that job jump from OC to the head coach job. How's that transition going for you? And what's been the biggest surprise for you so far since taking it? Um, so far, everything's been pretty smooth. Getting the staff hired uh, was the first process I went through. That took a couple weeks to get that done. Um, felt good about where we're at uh, coaching-wise, staff-wise, and then really just getting together with the offensive coaches in the morning, uh, going through the system, offensive system, and then in the afternoon just going through the draft and, and doing the day-to-day -day administrative stuff, stuff that comes across your desk, you know, guys popping in and out, you know, meeting players, all those different things, but it's been good. Uh, Tony Sperano Jr. <laughs> yeah. What do, what do you know about him? What separated himself in the interview? And I feel like that's a really big hire because of uh, 100%. Um, you know what? You know, we interviewed. I interviewed a couple, I, I want to say five or six candidates. Um, interview process with all those guys was six to seven hours. Um, what do you go through in those interviews? Uh, I won't get into details. I'll, get, I'll talk to you off the record about it. But um, went through a lot. And uh, just the way he saw the game, um, the accountability he's going to have with those guys, uh, very, very bright, intelligent I mean, some of the things he talked about, you know, midway through the interview, I said, yeah, this is going to be the guy. Like, I knew. Like, yeah, he was, he was 
phenomenal. How did he end up on your radar? You guys haven't worked together, right? You know what? You know, that's the thing. You've got to do your research. Yeah. Uh, you know, you ask around certain coaches, certain people who's out there. You know, he's assistant O-line coach in uh, New York and heard of a lot of good things about him uh, as a coach and as a person. Um, and I uh, got a chance to get him in the building, interview him, and uh, very excited to have him. Is there anything to him and DeAndre working together in New York? And just obviously that wasn't the thing that separated him, but just the that they can both kind of take some of those concepts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those guys, they did obviously had that working relationship in New York. Um, uh, excited to have both those guys. You know, they had really good success in New York this past season. So to add two of those guys from that team, uh, on our team uh, will be good for us. I think we may have talked about this at the combine. I can't remember, but you do have sort of a younger staff in some key spots. And I, I don't know, what are the advantages, disadvantages, or just what do you think I that think, makeup will be Yeah, like? no, I kind of wanted to go that route offensively. Uh, the young energy, youth, uh, hungry, you know, I kind of wanted to build that um, kind of culture offensively from a coaching staff, you know, perspective, you know, just being able to relate to the players, uh, bring that energy, bring that relatability, you know, times are changing, you know, the millennials, just different stuff, but just to have that relationship part of it with those guys uh, and just bring that energy into that building every single day is what we want to get done. Well, your job has changed, OC to head coach. Will your coaching style change? Does it have to? Uh, I don't think so. I got to be who I am. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that people told me. Said, don't don't change who you are. Now that you're in the head coach seat, um, be who you are. Be true to who you are, uh, and go from there. Who'd you talk to? Who gave you advice? Uh, I've talked to a few different guys. Uh, had a chance sat down with Pete Carroll the other day. Talked to him for a while, um, which was really good just to get his perspective. Uh, you know, he's had a ton of success in this league for a long time. Um, Talked to Andy Reid for a brief moment uh, the other day, uh, so it's been good. Um, I don't know if he has specifics on this yet, but um, Skill Leonard, obviously, big offseason for him, uh -huh. trying to get back to where he was physically. Yeah. Have you had any updates? Do you have any indications? Yeah, he's progressing been? in the. I don't have a timetable on his return, um, but he's progressing in the right way. Had some really good conversations with him when I got hired. Um, I know he's a heck of a player, and uh, hopefully, yeah, you know, everything goes good with his recovery. It's such a weird team because there is a lot of talent on offense last year, I and mean, there's certainly players. Mm -hmm. But it was one of the worst offenses in the league. Where do you think they need to get better? Like when you watch the tape and when you evaluate stuff, like what needs to change? Because it's not like they're yeah. devoid of skill. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on last year's. I'm focused on this year uh, and working on this year, and that's where we're at. What do you see out of Bernard Ryman? You mentioned the offensive line, uh -huh. obviously. Bernard kind of had to go yeah. through some growing pains. What did you see when you watched the tape of him? Uh, I just think, you know, he's a young player that's progressing. Uh, we got to keep developing him. Uh, and I think Tony's going to do a heck of a job with those guys uh, and then getting those guys better uh, every single day. And that's that's the process with all these positions is is continuing to get better and grind and work on our craft so we can be the best we can be. That offensive line, I mean, the makeup of those guys is, I mean, it. it the way they performed last year doesn't necessarily reflect their makeup, I think. Um, what have you, have you gotten to know them uh, individually? At, yeah, at I talked to a few of those guys, yeah. uh, you know, when they come in, you know, April 10th, I'll get, to, you know, get to sit down with most all of them when they're, some of those guys are on vacation when they come back. Sure. But, you know, they've had tradition here with those guys and, uh, you know, want to get that back to, you know, where, you know, the standard of where it needs to be at. Where, where is the install process? Like, how, how does that go from, you know, when you got hired, you got the coaching staff together, to when players get in the building? Just what what's that process over that month or so? Yeah, so 
you know, the biggest thing too is it, installing the system, as you know, not game planning, um, just terminology standpoint, how we're calling things. Uh, we go through that in the morning. And then, you know, we put together the calendar of, hey, here's where we're going to install this, day one, day two, uh, and we go from there. And Jim Bob's done a heck of a job, you know, getting that stuff ready uh, for the players to come in on April 10th. And when they come in, this might be, like, how much adjusting do you then do when you actually get eyes on the players, you see them on the grass? Um, you know, or is it just you're installing the basics? Right? Yeah, you're installing, your, you're installing just the terminology okay. and how you want to call it. And then once you start to get to know them and you go through the practices and see how they practice, see their movements, see what they do well, then you start to build it around them. Have you learned anything about the coaching staff through that install process, just about, you know, the guys you brought into the building? Yeah, I mean, I feel good. Like, offensively, I spent a lot of time with the offense. Um, it's just the intelligence part of it. Uh, very fortunate, the guys we have in that room, a lot of smart coaches that get it, that see it well. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, the communication part, uh, having quick, concise conversations about certain things, uh, how to handle different looks. Uh, the guys that you know I've hired have been, been tremendous in that area so far. One of the things that I've observed in the past is that when there's a new coach, uh, the scouts and the, the front office and so forth have to kind of get an understanding of what the coaching staff wants in a player and that kind of thing. How have those conversations gone and, and is that a process? Yeah, that's definitely a process, yeah. you know, getting hired late in the process yeah. to uh, just kind of go over the ideal offensive positions uh, and defense positions on what we're looking for, different type of skill sets we're looking for, you know, at the O-line, tight end, running back receivers, quarterbacks the characters, uh, the traits of all those positions uh, on what we look for uh, are critical. So we went through that uh, with the uh, scouting department um, a couple weeks ago, uh, and so it's been good. Chris has always exercised a lot of prudence and free agency. He doesn't want to overpay. Have you been super involved in that process? Have you kind of let him? How has that interaction unfolded? Um, it's been good. He keeps me up to date. We have great conversations together uh, about those things on who we're going to sign and who we're looking at. Um, so, so far the process has been good. I kind of have to ask this. Have you guys had a discussion about Lamar Jackson? Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know what? We do our due diligence uh, on every position, whether it's through the draft or free agency, but I, I got no update for you on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. How hard is it to find a Obviously, the Colts have looked for one since Andrew. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if there was a perfect answer for you, I think everyone would find the right guy. Um, it, you got to do your due diligence um, on these guys. You know, there's certain characteristics. I've said this before, but just the guys that love, love playing that position and love the grind and love the process. Um, have a chance to be successful. Talent, obviously, is a big part of it. Uh, and then, you know, being in the right system at the right time sometimes helps too, you know. Um, but you got to do your due diligence on these guys, you know, from the classroom uh, to the field uh, and, and vetting the vetting process and, and doing everything you can to get as much information on these guys as possible uh, so you have a chance to hit on one of these. I mean, you're, you're smart enough to understand this league, right? I mean, when you don't have that position settled, it's a problem, right? It makes life harder. Uh, just what have, been, what have you learned about that over the years? I mean, you've had some, some fortuitous situations, right? I mean, it could have very easily been in different situations. Just, how much of a difference just has that made for you, just oh, kind of no, having that it, settled? It's big. Uh, when you got a guy uh, back there, you know, as a signal caller that gives you a chance to win every Sunday, you, you know, you feel good about it. And when you don't have that guy, it's, it's tough, as we know. Um, so 
to get the right guy in that position uh, is obviously big for every team in this league. And not to make everything about Jalen, but but there is like maybe a lesson there. I mean, he wasn't the first pick in the draft, right? Um, you guys developed him into a pretty good quarterback. Is there some takeaway there for you guys as an organization maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think they don't have to, you know, a lot of the times a lot of those guys are first-round picks, but they don't have to go in the first round. We've seen it over the years with Jalen, Russell Wilson was a third-round draft pick, um, Brady, as we know. Um, but, again, it's just do they love it? Do they love the process? Um, do they have the skill set first and foremost? Boom, and then can you take it to another level with those guys? And a lot of it is credit to the guys that put in the work. You know, I, I truly believe that. A lot of the, those guys that put in the work and the time and the effort, uh, it, it'll pay off uh, at some point as long as I, I do. Like the guy like Jalen was the type of guy that was like, that put in so much work that I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to fail just because of the process he went through every single day to get his mind and his body ready to go play on Sundays. Uh, it was special to see and be a part of that. Can you about that obsessive quality? Can you, can you learn that about a player in a top 30 visit? Is that enough time? Or is there still guesswork? I think you got to do, you, yeah, you, you can, I think. But again, it's the vetting process too. But you got to have the right questions. You got to have the, the, the visit set up exactly how you want it um, to get those answers, questions, uh, those questions answered. Um, yeah. Reveal this answer, but has there been a quarterback that you've come across that you've looked at that you've met with that for you it's been like this is the guy for me. This is going to be the guy. I don't. I don't have that. Have you been yet. there yet? No. Uh, have you had that moment yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, all these guys, I'm just speaking in the draft, they all do you know good things. Um, they all have their unique traits and qualities, but again, just still going through that process. And then you're kind of in a, in a situation where I mean you don't control your destiny at, in that draft process either. I mean just you kind of have to have, have an open-minded approach to this because of that. Yeah, I think it's funny. People go like, hey, who are you guys drafting? I, we'll, fuck, we'll I'll tell you on draft day. <laughs> I mean, no one knows. Like, it's it's funny. It's like, oh, who you guys take? We'll, we'll see you on draft day. I don't know. We'll know two minutes before the pick. <laughs> like, it's, it's unless you're the number one overall pick, yeah, you probably know who you're taking. And other than that, who knows? Not being in control. <laughs> It could be. It could be. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. If you guys do do it. Yeah. Right. You guys haven't been as, as visible at the pro days as some of the other teams in terms of you being there, Chris being there. Why? Why not? Uh, I think you can do your due diligence other ways than being at pro days. But yeah. Shane, you've obviously worked with Miles Sanders and Frank. How are you? Congrats. Thanks for being a while. Why do you think Miles Sanders is a good fit for Frank? You know, Frank's, uh, you know, obviously was in Philly, and then Deuce Staley got hired there. I saw that, so they got their relationship there. Uh, Miles is a tremendous back. Uh, great pickup uh, for Carolina. I know he's going to do good things there. Uh, obviously, you brought up the first overall pick. Uh, with Carolina trading up there, how did how did that kind of change the dynamic for, for you knowing Frank and, and how he evaluates quarterbacks, just having that experience and, and background with them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it changed anything from my mindset. I just know they moved up to one. Uh, I know I'm, I'm sure they're doing their due diligence on all the players, uh, and they got some time to figure it out. Awesome. Thanks. Do you, this is probably more a question for Chris, but do you guys get a sense of what might have? Do you try to predict what might happen above you in the draft, and do you feel like you ever have a handle on that? 
I think, you know, when it gets closer to the moment, I think you put yourself through mocks, you know what I mean? Just different scenarios that could happen, possibly happen, and you go through all those in your mind, and then and then you go from there. So, yeah. Carolina gave up to go get the number one pick. Um, you know what they they did what they needed to do to get up and get the number one pick. They wanted to get the number one pick, and I think they would they gave up two first rounds, two second rounds, and DJ Moria and a player. Yeah, I mean they did what they wanted to do to get up there. And did it impact what you what you can do it for? Um, I don't have a great answer for you right now. I think there's still a lot of stuff that could go on, you know, in the next until leading up to the draft. People always ask me like, "Oh, can you guys do this?" I'm like, "There's a lot of time still uh, until that moment happens." Do you enjoy this process, like the you know, looking at the quarterbacks and <clears throat> excuse me, learning about them? Is there, is there some enjoyment in that oh, yeah, as well? It's great. I think yeah. you know, even when I was at the Chargers with Philip, we did our due diligence on the top guys every single year, and people are like, "Oh, is this a year?" Like. But you never know, like you do these visits with these guys, you get to know them because you never know in two or three years down the road, it's like, oh shoot, that guy gets released. Oh, I remember we had a great visit with that guy. Shoot, let's bring him in. You know, you had that relationship built there. So I think, especially at that position, it's very important to do your homework uh, every single year on those guys. Not to go back to the obsession thing too much, but when I talked to Philip about your guys' relationship, he said that when you guys met, you were a defensive assistant, and he just kind of recognized another quarterback mind, like, and that's why he was in your office all the time late at night. Is that kind of what you're looking for in these quarterbacks that, like, you're, you're, you're like, I can see it? Like, at some point, I'm going to be able to see the obsession, whether or not... Yeah, it might not happen. Like, you know, some of these guys can grow into that, too. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, boom, oh, my gosh, this is the guy. Because there's guys that are obsessed with it but may not be as talented as some other guys. You know what I mean? And do you think you can develop that? Can he grow into that obsession and loving the grind of that? So uh, I think that's a big part of it. You think that you, you think that that this position can get you can get more out of a player like that? It sounds like even if the talent isn't off the charts, it sounds like. Yeah, I think as coaches, you got to do. I think that's our job, obviously, yeah. is to you know put them in position and help them. However, it is in the classroom, on the field, off the field. You know, their study habits, their work schedule, all those things get them now there's certain guys that naturally have it and there's other guys that got to work at it uh, and you got to do a good job as coaches of bringing that along you already asked this but Lamar Jackson saying he requested a trade were you guys aware of that have you gonna been in the know of yeah, I'm not gonna make any comments on that yet balance doing due diligence on other players while also making sure your current roster is ready to go. Yeah, there's a balancing act there, but you know, you got to have a schedule. So I have a schedule in the afternoons where I go through and watch our guys, watch draft guys, free agent guys, and just kind of block out your time uh, and just kind of piece it like that. Obviously, there's a benefit of having quarterbacks uh, on a rookie contract. You just kind of went through that in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. What do you see? What do you, having lived through that experience, how do you, how does that benefit you? I mean, you kind of get the obvious. Yeah, there's no question. It definitely helps. I mean, when you got a, a rookie quarterback that's a really good player on a rookie contract, you can add the pieces around them, and that's what how we did there in Philadelphia. We had a lot of good pieces around Jalen. Um, to help him play at a high level. Um, obviously, he's a good player as he is, but to add those pieces with AJ and Devontae and Dallas and the offensive line we had and the backs we had uh, was really good. Is it alluring to, to get a rookie like that versus the known quantity with a veteran, you know, going with the first part you said? Is it sort of almost like alluring to get that rookie contract because of what you can do with it versus I know what this burden the hand is over here, but we can do a lot more things this way? Uh, yeah, I mean, that does help, but you have seen quarterbacks, 
on their contracts still win Super Bowls. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a perfect example of it. Um, so uh, I, I think there's it's a both end. You know what, Jonathan's going to be great. Uh, just working with him for two years in Philly, just the passion and the energy he brought uh, to that building and that defense. You saw it on a day-in-and-day basis, but I think he's going to bring great energy, great enthusiasm where guys are going to want to play for him. How real is that energy? Oh, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Shoot, I, he was down the hallway from me, and it'd be 6 o'clock in the morning. I'd walk in, drink, drink my coffee, and he's like, hey! He'd just start I'm like, geez, JG. People were just waking up. He was ready to go at all times. Nick is 29 years old. Gets to be yeah. Coordinated for the first time. Why is he so ready at that age? Super, super intelligent. Uh, I had many conversations with him uh, in his office, just passing along. He'd come down to my office and we'd, you know, bounce stuff off each other. But just the way he saw the game um, at 29, uh, it was impressive. And I'm, I'm not surprised he's a rising star in this league, for Thank sure. Uh, real quick, uh, when it comes to the proposal for the adding the tenths to the seconds to the clock, I want to get your thoughts about that and the presentation. I heard Nick was the one that went up there and yeah. talked about it. Uh. Um, you know, Nick's proposal was just, you know, certain situations in game when it gets down to that, you know, whatever, whether there's five seconds or six seconds, there's certain plays you can run with time on the clock. And he's like, well, why not be as detailed as possible to get that tenth of a second? Uh, you know, whether there's 5.5, can we get this off? Um, so that was that was the proposal, uh, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. This is, this is more of a big picture question, but if say you, got, uh, you, I know you don't like hypotheticals. If you have a rookie quarterback, usually it takes them a little while. Are you okay if it takes the team a little while? You know. I think every year, like you're trying to win. You know, regardless, like you're trying to win, put your team in position to win. There's so much parity in this league. Um, but we want to win. Uh, that's the goal. Every year is to win uh, and, and, and win as soon as we can. What is, uh, when it comes to wide receivers, do you kind of have a, not a prototype, but just what's your approach to that and, and what works within your scheme and what I you want to do? You can have multiple different types of bodies, you know, the guys that do certain things well, not have the same guy at every position, you know. I do like a variation. If you can have a variation, there's certain guys that do this well. There's certain guys that do this, and there's certain guys that do this. Perfect. Well, this is what this guy does well. Let's put him in position to run this, and so on and so forth. Because I think when you have a lot of the same guys, you know, it's like, well, shoot, he does this well. He does. Well, who do you want to throw to today? You know what I mean? And the game plan part of it. So I think that's a big, big part of it. What do you see out of Pittman and Pierce? Uh, I like Pittman's, you know, I don't want to get into the routes that I like him running, but I, what I've seen on tape, uh, but really good, solid receiver. Um, been doing it for, you know, a good chunk here in Indy. Uh, I liked him coming out at SC. And then Pierce, another guy from Cincinnati, uh, who had a good year last year, and I think he's going to continue to develop uh, as a pass catcher. He's got the deep ball threat, uh, vertical threat, so uh, excited about both those guys.